you learn something new every day. I am Joan Boyko, coordinator of communications and community outreach for the Palm Springs Unified School District. We are proud to present a new podcast each week that focuses on the people, programs, projects, and activities here in the district. This show, of course, is produced by my dedicated student interns here in the Digital Arts Technology Academy, also known as DATA, at Cathedral City High School under the direction of Mr. Bryce Johnson. Our interns are Emiliano Segovia and Cody Rasmussen. And today on the show, I am very pleased to welcome back a, a blast from my past. It's been a couple of, ye couple of years. Mr. Teddy Gruya, who is the Amdocs Film Festival director and founder. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. Very yeah. nice to see you. And it, Good and to see you, too. Followers. You look exactly the same, even though it's got to be... It's probably been, oh gosh, six, seven, eight years. It's been a while. So yeah. great to have you back. And he has brought with her a few other guests who I'm very pleased to talk to. Sitlali, is it Vasquez? Vasquez? Yeah, Vasquez. Vasquez. And she is a graduate of the Data Academy at Cathedral City High School. She's also a recent graduate at Cal State Fullerton, and we can't wait to hear all about you. Welcome. Thank you. And Betty Denbeim, who I've also known for a long time, and it's good to have you with us. And Betty, Betty's done a whole lot of things, but right now she is the education contact for Amdocs. Welcome, Betty. Nice to be here. Thank you. Well, welcome to all of you. And Ted, for those who are not familiar with Amdocs, can you give us an overview and also uh, share with everybody the new component for this year's festival? So the uh, first of all, again, thank you very much for having me and very nice to see Sidlali Vasquez. Congratulations on your graduation. And uh, Betty, lovely to see you again. Uh, Amdocs, or the American Documentary and Animation Film Festival, is the largest is the largest uh, documentary and animation film festival on the West Coast. Uh, we're rated uh, in the top 100 by filmmakers and industry people uh, out of over 12,000 festivals uh, in the world. So, of course, a lot of people know about the Palm Springs International, but we've been working on this for 14 years. We're in our 13th season, and we're very proud of uh, the fact that we're Oscar contenders. So that's all of those delayed uh, trying to get on. And, of course, I told Betty I tried a thousand times. There was something delayed on the other end. Um, at any rate, um, we're coming up on our 13th edition. Uh, we've always uh, had uh, an education uh, component. Uh, it started with uh, offering for free screenings during the weekdays for students, teachers, and administrators from the Palm Springs uh, School uh, Unified School District. Um, and that was extended to the entire Coachella Valley um, for Desert Sands as well. Um, and then we do a lot of education outreach for seniors, low-income seniors uh, in uh, low-income uh, residences, as well as senior um, senior centers. Um, and Betty approached us 
because she saw that we did a, a presentation at her Rotary Cup Club and uh, very much appreciate her uh, pushing to, to help the students because of course she has a wonderful background in tech uh, up in the Silicon Valley, and then came down here as an amazing resource for our community and wanted to help uh, the students since there was a void uh, because of COVID with the um, Digicon program, which doesn't seem to exist anymore. So she thought we're a natural conduit for uh, the district. Um, and I told her in a sense, in many ways different, uh, better for the students uh, to have a, an actual film festival experience. So yes, Betty, and she can elaborate, but it was basically related to the, the annual Digicom film festival. Um, and we wanna fold that into Amdocs so that students have an opportunity to not only share their films that they've made here in the Valley, but also to integrate uh, with top filmmakers from around the world. So that's a true mainstream film festival experience that they haven't had before. So um, this year's festival is March 21st to the 25th. Correct. And, um, and students can, right now, here we are, today's November 26th. They have until, um, what's the deadline? January 6th? Correct, is, correct. Uh, that they can submit their their documentary films right documentary or animated works um by the way we will have opportunities for these uh students even if they haven't completed a film to participate in an internship program with us but we'll also be working on uh workshops uh for both animation and documentary filmmaking which will complement or uh, complement what might be happening in, for example, the different uh, departments uh, throughout the, the, the two districts. And when will that be? Will that be? Well, after? that's typically, that would be typically during the festival and we'll see how that goes. Um, and then we can do some things throughout the, the year. All uh, right, we, we'll, we'll we give them not, for Yeah, we have not received any submissions yet, so I'm not sure if this is the beginning of the push uh, from you and your colleagues, but we definitely want to get the word out because uh, we're programming now. Okay, so um, how do, and we'll give this information again later on in the show, but for those who are listening, either the students themselves or their parents who know that they, uh, that their kids may be interested in doing this, how do they submit their films? So they go to filmfreeway.com, which is the uh, basically the largest international uh, third-party submission platform. Uh, and then they'll look up uh, Amdocs or American Documentary and Animation Film Festival. And within that, it'll say submit a film. Uh, they'll enter their information just like any other filmmaker around the world. So it's good for them to start an account. It will cost them money to start the account. Uh, we have offered, as Betty knows, throughout the whole Coachella Valley, uh, no submission fee specifically for our Coachella Valley students, uh, as well as teachers and administrators if they happen to 
DIYs and films. So do we, I know that in the publicity, we've been telling them to email you to get uh, yes. that code. That's do, is that what you want them to do? I think than... that's, uh, that's best, although I'm happy to give you the code here if this is just for uh, your... Uh, yeah, we don't, Ted, I'm hoping that, you know, this podcast reaches way further than that's just great. the school district. Well, so... with a personality like yours, it absolutely should. <laughs> so let's have them, let's have them email info at... A M D O C film F I L M fest.com. All right. So and then we'll 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 zip them a, a quick note with the code and then that way they won't have to pay any fees. Awesome. All right. So info at amdocfilmfest.com. Is it amdoc or amdocs? Uh in this case amdoc. Okay, amdocfilmfest.com and uh Teddy will send you the code so that you do not have to pay an entry fee. Later on, we'll tell you that there's actually, I think, uh, some opportunity for some prizes in, in the deal here. But before we do that, I wanted to talk to Sit Lolly a little bit. So Sit Lolly, first of all, you're a graduate of the Data Academy, and I think that's how you met Betty in the first place, correct? Yes. And then, um, so then you, you went on to Cal State Fullerton and, and what, what were you, did you major in animation? Um, I double majored one in animation and entertainment art and the other one in cinema and television arts. Awesome. And now I understand that you are in the midst of, uh, applying for master's programs. Yeah, I'm in the middle of that. I'm currently working on a portfolio piece right now. A, a what piece? A portfolio piece for oh, it. Portfolio uh, piece. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, obviously you have a a major talent and interest in the, in this type of work, and that is so very cool. So um, tell us about why this student opportunity is so important, and how are you involved in it? Um, so I think that this is important because um, when students get to see their work on a big screen, it does give them a sense of encouragement. And it's a way for them to share their art with everybody else, like the community, their friends, uh, family. Um, so that's why I think that's important. Um, and what was your second question? Oh, uh, how are you involved in in this project? Um, so I'm helping out uh, giving the word out to like Cal State Fullerton students uh, who might be interested or who might be recent graduates who have completed their film. Okay, and um, Betty, is this uh, for uh, high school students only? Is it also college students? Is it even middle school students if they have the uh, capacity? Um. Ted, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, COD students are also welcome and some middle school students. Um, I don't know if we've done a call out, frankly, I think it was to the school districts. Yes. Uh, um, and uh, it's clear that the COD has, I know that they were stymied a bit with COVID, but I know that we helped them with uh, uh, consulting on equipment procurement when they've expanded that program over there. It's not what Sitali, Sitlali experienced at Fullerton, um, but it's terrific what they've been able to do there. I just don't know what's happening because they did have a little bit of a change of, of 
staffing. We're happy to talk with them. But Joan, uh, specifically what Betty and I have been working on now uh, with Sadlali is uh, any any kids, even if they're primary school, because we'll try to help them if, if we have the interest from the teachers and administrators with learning stop motion animation, for example. That can go from first grade through 12th grade, for example. Uh, but for sure, middle school and probably more than likely, Lolly would know better than me, but more than likely high school. But it's open from first through 12. Uh, for both districts. So the the training opportunities that you were talking about that you said will likely happen during the festival itself, is that going to be like you're going to schedule some sessions and we invite kids to come? Are you going into the classrooms? Like we, would, we would probably target one or two uh, classes or teachers that have interest in this. For example, right before COVID, we had a, an experienced animator that we paid to bring out here that was a specialist who worked with Ted Ed, um, but she was an accomplished animator and she was gonna work with Desert Hot Springs High School, uh, an, an educator there. So we have to we have to see if there's enthusiasm from, from the teachers. A lot of times they don't even know you know, that we exist. They know about the one day free screening with the Palm Springs International, for example, but they don't always know about the things that we're doing uh, for and with them. So we'll work on getting that out. We'll evolve it, uh, make it stronger uh, because the people that we bring, some of them are Oscar winners, for example. So they, these are invaluable resources. And as Lali said, it's something that should motivate them and Betty knows that um, our mission is really to help encourage, we can't force uh, kids to go further, but we really want them to be able to go beyond our borders here uh, within the Coachella Valley. So Lolly's a success story, and I think there should be many, many more. And so we'd like to do what little we can to help uh, spur and inspire these kids. Well, that's wonderful. And I do know that Betty, is I don't know if you've actually had a meeting yet, but you are working with two of our film uh, teachers here in the uh, well, district. Yes, uh, I've worked with uh, Jamie O'Neill at Desert Hot Springs High School and um, Johnny Garrell at uh, Palm Springs High School. They both have film programs and students that they tell me are gonna enter. And I've also personally delivered uh, the posters there to both of those schools and I have posters ready to go to uh, Rancho Mirage and Cathedral City High School, but they, they know about it already because of the news release you sent. One other thing I wanted to mention, One Future has partnered with us. Now they're, um, they have a reputation for providing a lot of scholarships for our local students to colleges, four-year scholarships, not just a year. And they have already agreed to fund some of the student uh, awards. And they're also asking business partners to partner with them so they can, we can build that award fund. So we are getting the word out uh, a lot of places. So I'm hoping by January 6th, uh, Ted's going to get uh, 
a lot of student submissions is our goal. And yeah. what, what kind of prizes are we talking about? Do we know yet? Well, Betty's been hustling on that. We're looking at a minimum of $1,000. And I can tell you when I was a student filmmaker like Sitlali, it was a big deal if I got any grant. Um, $500, I was able to do a lot with them. Um, so if we get more and more, uh, we definitely want to be able to share and spread it around as much as we can. That's wonderful. And and as Betty pointed out, or both of you pointed out, you know, we did have Digicom here for several years in the district, and that did provide uh, an opportunity for our students to, uh, you know, submit to a to a festival. It was really it was a district festival. So this is even this is broader and um, and and the the exposure will be even greater but without now having digicom this certainly fills a void and then some so well, Lolly, were you involved in digicom at all uh yes i was and towards the end of high school i submitted a film there uh and so uh, i'm sure you would agree that you know that that is a void that we we need to fill here because there's a lot of talented kids who are who have a, a strong interest in film? Yes, I agree with you. Um, so, what is your ultimate goal? So, you're you're applying for master's programs right now. What do you What do you want to do after that? Um, so, it's a bit um, unclear because um, you know changes in the industry and stuff. But for sure, I want to make my own cartoons. Um, so that's what I'm starting with. So I'm making my own animations right now um, during this time that it's difficult to get a job. Um, but also I'm looking to work in production management as well in a studio, um, if that is possible. If not, then I'll just keep making my stuff, making more animations. So Lolly, I, I, I hope you email me because even though you've graduated, send me a couple links, okay? Yeah, definitely. I do have a film that's coming out um, in Friday. Okay, great, terrific. There's one I you probably can't see it, Ted, because it because she popped it in after you came in the room, but there's a link in the chat. Maybe pop it in there again. It's better for her to send me something okay. direct uh, in that instance. Um, you know, Bet the, Betty really deserves a lot of credit though regarding this uh, trying to fill this void. And it's maybe the will of the heavens because as you said, Joan, uh, this is actually, uh, Digicom was great, um, but as we said earlier, we really want to evolve these opportunities for these kids outside of our, our Coachella Valley for four-year institutions, and it's great that Sitlali is going for her master's. Her, her discipline, actually, it's really interesting not to uh, get too far off the subject, but What's great about what Lolly's doing, other than learning uh, skill sets, those skill sets will allow her to get jobs outside of animation, for example. She'll, she'll be able to do uh, graphic design and, and maybe even gaming. So there are more opportunities and the gaming industry uh, uh, equaled both the music and film industry revenues uh, combined. So, that's a big, big deal. It's more than just creating cartoons, if you will, right? There's a lot of opportunities. It may take time, 
But sometimes with animation, there's more opportunities with the skill sets they learn within that discipline than there are in filmmaking, uh, traditional filmmaking. So, well, and Sitlali last summer got a paid internship through Cal State with a, a, a large special effects company. Sitlali, you want to mention uh, that? Yeah, so I actually got in an internship with the Television Academy Foundation. They're the ones who run the Emmys. Um, they let me work in a VFX studio because they have like separate tracks um, that they play students in. Um, they gather a lot of studios and then from there they place their students. Um, so I did get sent to Scanline VFX. Um, I worked in the 3D modeling department, so it isn't really what I do like cartoon wise, but it was pretty cool to see um, the process of it, how they integrate 3D animation into it. So there is definitely a lot of avenues to go there. Wow. Like, this is another one. Yeah, that's a success story. And, and thank you for bringing that up, Betty. That's a great example. And just one more thing, Joan, I wanted the reason that the um, student awards are so important is students like Sitlali, when they're in high school, they can borrow high-end cameras and microphones, the equipment they need in, during summers or when they graduate. They have to buy their own equipment if they want to continue. And, and good cameras, microphones, they start in the $750 range up to a thousand or you know, however high you want to go. So just winning one award can get them their own camera, their own uh, tablet if they're into animation. And I've learned from Sitlali that animators have to pay somewhere between $30 to $60 a month for access to that kind of industry standard animation software that's so important for them to be able to use and know to get jobs. Uh, they actually work in TV or film, right, right. So that's why this, I'm passionate about getting as much money as we can for student awards. So, okay, let's, let's talk about that for a minute. Ted or Betty, if, uh, if we have people listening who are passionate about helping kids and getting them uh, opportunities, uh, how can they help sponsor? They, they, they absolutely can reach out to either Betty or myself through that email um, and or call uh, our landline. Um, and we are, uh, uh, we do have 501c3 designations. So if that's important to them, they will get that uh, part and parcel of their, uh, uh, for their tax reporting. Uh, will you give them I, some? Will you give them if they sponsor? Will you give them some love either on your website? Or absolutely. Some people are anonymous. Otherwise, if they want to do it under the guise of their company name, we do that. No problem. We just need graphics, and then we'll do a link so on our website. But also in advance of the, uh, in between uh, all the screenings, all of our programs. That, that's the scrolls uh, on the screen, uh, you know, an hour at a time, constantly flashing. So they do get the, the, the marketing, branding, if you will. Uh, absolutely, we understand that. I think the, the main motivation though, I'm, I'm imagining that a lot of these people that may be watching or that we, the five of us can talk to, are people who really believe in what we're in what in a sincere, heartfelt way that we want 
to promote the, the growth and the success, future successes of our students, whether they're here or they, they have to leave the Valley. We really, really believe in that. That's the stuff that gives me juice. It's more than just putting on a, a festival. And I know that that's why Betty reached out to me because she understood that and she shared that mission. So of course we've got all the pitch decks, et cetera, for advertising, we'll take care of them to make sure that they feel their exposure is there. Um, but I also believe that if they share this mission of doing good by our community, the support's going to be there. And we, we appreciate your support in this, Joan. Of course. And so the event itself is March 21st to the 25th. So you put out a schedule and people buy tickets for the films they want to see. Is that how it works? Yeah. And in fact, uh, sort of as a stocking stuffer, I, I actually just did it right. I just got back last night from a huge film festival in Poland, one of the top 20 in the world. I was a judge uh, for the documentary feature competition. And before I left, I created the passes. So yes, there will be once we're done. It's a lengthy process, but I'll be adding all the individual titles, which will be 200 or more, A through Z. And those tickets will at some point be, the programs will be available. However, uh, if you're like me and you love going to the movies, you can buy uh, your so-called VIP passes are available now in advance. Uh, we even have a six for five, which is only 50 bucks. You can go to six different programs except for the opening night. Uh, so there's a few varieties there, at least five different pass types that would make great gifts. Uh, and then when you come to the theater, we'll give you the, the pass. And so, are the, the student films going to be a separate strand? No, well, that's the whole thing that is different than Digicom. That we can do that. Uh, and, and certainly if we have heaps, tons of films that have come in, We'll figure out a way. Maybe if we have to create an extra day, we'll have to, you know we'll have to pay the theater, but we'll do it. However, the goal is to integrate them just like they're with all the other world-renowned filmmakers that we've got. That's the goal, is so that they can have a full mainstream experience. And I imagine if you like, if you ask Sit Lolly, she would like that rather than just saying they're the local student films. Uh, they're part of Amdocs. More what do you categories. say about what, Betty? More by categories of film. Oh, excellent. And yeah, we, we might put them all together in a, uh, uh, a program, depending on how many there are, a slot, but it'll be within the, the regular festival schedule. It won't be a separate day like they did for Digicom, for example. Gotcha. And so, Lolly, what do, you, what do you think about that? I think that's a great idea um, to have different categories. Um, it does definitely help um, have like to differentiate the different kinds. I've actually worked in a film festival, so I've kind of seen that. That's so great. Well, um, we're almost out of time. I want to remind everybody that if you are a student who is interested and uh, motivated to create a, a documentary or an animated film, 
for submission to Amdocs, you have about six weeks to get your ducks in a row and submit it. And you uh, can go to filmfreeway.com and then look for Amdocs and go ahead and set up your account. And then you're going to email Ted at info at amdocfilmfest.com. And he's going to send you back a code that you put in so that you do not get charged for you can submitting then, up, up, then you can upload your film. Exactly. You got it perfect. One uh, extra thing, just a note here, and Betty knows this, is that if the students, teachers, or administrators show us their, their uh, um, non-expired passes, uh, their student IDs, their administrator IDs, they won't have to pay to come into the festival. Oh, a bonus. Thank you all for being here. And we are going to, through the school district, I promise you, we'll keep pushing this out to let everybody know about it. And thank you all for being here. And thanks for joining us. We learn something new every day. A new podcast is uploaded each week. Please subscribe by going to iTunes. Look for you learn something new. Press subscribe. Please tell all your friends to do the same. Thank you, Teddy, Betty, and oh, that rhymes, and Sit Lolly. And thank you, Emiliano and Cody. And we'll see you next week.